Well, let's rock and roll, baby. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Matt Long and the Revenant Ones. They've got a new hello. album. Hello. Hello, hello, boys. Hello. They've got a new album called The Other Side, a debut album, and the cool thing about this one is that the band is actually holding on to it. It's like an orgasm and tantric <laughs> stuff. They're holding off on this one until the band can tour. They're going to release it the right way. Yeah. Uh, and so right now I'm being joined by Matt himself and the Revenant Ones, Kevin and Adam, and we're going to share some more information about what the band has got going on. So, boys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thanks Thank for you very much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Great to have you guys on. I dig the passion. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to say that first. I dig the passion. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm looking at your guys' pictures. And this is my only experience with you because I'm across the pond, right? And yeah. I'm looking at the music videos, and I'm not seeing any acting. It's like you guys are just like that, and somebody happened to hit record. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe someone, you know, shouldn't at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's how it is. Yeah, no, we always want to be, uh, yeah, we're us. You know, that's how we do. And we have fun together and, you know. It's it's you know so so great working with these guys and it's always a good laugh and we're we're family you know it's mm-hmm. it's how we roll I think very cool now I'm kind of curious this is kind of an odd one it just kind of came to mind why not just hmm. Matt the Matt Long trio would that be too jazzy ha. Uh, that would be too, a bit too bluesy I think too bluesy yeah <laughs> bluesy jazzy all the other things that we're not um, <laughs> yeah yeah no it actually, the band actually started out um, like it, it's kind of Inception was supposed to be like a solo band for me, and then you know, self indulgent, wankery things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second that uh, I got Kev and Adam together, it, it it just changed for me, and it was just like, This is a band, this is we work really well together. This isn't just like a, a, a me thing, like I'll, I'll I'll write the stuff and and bring it into these guys rather than just being all for me. Um, and yeah, we just have such a great kinship together and it's it's really fun to work with so you know it, it was more than a band it was more than just a solo band it was it was a full-on band together so. mm-hmm. and the kev hickman band didn't really work you know yeah <laughs> the, the working title for this band was kev hickman featuring kev hickman and hickmans yes so. that's right the hickmans <laughs> perfect it's gonna be big <laughs> exactly solo, solo album sweet now initially we had mentioned you know this album's not going to come out until you guys can tour however yeah. we're starting the promotion cycle and yes. a single has already been released uh called so emphatic yeah. emphatic particle so <laughs> and then we have another single coming out called have my say so yeah i guess take us through this promotion cycle if you guys aren't going to release the record till you, there can be touring, and what if that doesn't happen till I don't know October? Well, if, if that's when it is, that's when it is, um, and you know we can't really do much in the way of you know solving that necessarily. Uh, we just have to kind of wait it out and see where we go. But with the promotion cycle, the the first single actually came out a long time ago because um, uh, we actually recorded that as a tester for testing out the studio that we were recording in to see whether we'd want to record the whole album there. Mm-hmm. And whilst we were there, we recorded the music video, and we're like, you know what, we'll release this just for you know, a bit of fun, and it, it came out really well. And uh, you know, it's, it's garnered us a lot of like attention online and things like that. Um, but with regards to this, the, the upcoming singles, it is very much like a we, we're releasing an album. Get yourself ready, this is coming. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, uh, it could be, you know, a few months from now. It could be the end of this year, like you say. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel I feel good about getting something out there. Um, you know, at least even if it is just a single for now. Um, with regards to actually releasing an album, yeah, we're, we're very much at the mercy of the world at the minute. Mercy of the world. That's gonna be the next next album. Mercy of the world. Yeah, I think that. I'll write that down. <laughs> Put a TM on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm now that I'm looking at it, I see it. It's so so obvious. The release date for this music video was uh, 2018, so a couple of years ago. So yeah. now I get to do the devil's advocate question of why not just leave it as it was? Why does it need to go onto the album? Well, it, it is. I think it was the quintessential song for us, really. Um, it kind of birthed the whole thing for me, and uh, it's a very important song um, for us. And I think it, it has changed uh, slightly since that music video came out. Um, it was like mastered into the album, so it is a slightly different mix and things like that. But mm-hmm. bones are the same. But yeah, no, yeah. I, it was. Well, I think it, it's, it was such it's, a. Yeah, no, it was just the fact that like it, all of the the album. It fe- for me, it feels like it's kind of like that that time and place we were at when we made it. When, we were, when Matt was writing it, when it all came together, it felt like a full, um, complete kind of project, mm. you know, like like a full, not like a concept album, but like it, it, it feels very of that time. And like, it's just kind of the fact that we've not been able to, you know, do anything logistically that it's, you know, kind of not happened. So I think... Plus- for- it's kind all, of for us. It would feel weird. <laughs> all all of these songs were written around the same kind of time as well, weren't yeah. they? So it, well, it well, wasn't like we wrote so and then there was some time passed and then yeah. we, we had the rest of the the, the tracks. It was they, they they all came came together at the same time, didn't they? Yeah, the the album Ish. took about uh, about a year to finish from start to finish. I think it uh, because of all of our schedules, we had to basically find time to actually do recording sessions, um, like in between care of touring with uh, you know, bands and things like that and us going off and touring with our other bands um, so finding time to actually get into the studio together was quite sparse so it took a while to actually were finish we, recording, we recording another album at the same time yeah we were recording another album yeah, for we were another band. <laughs> yeah, that we're also made Catholic things album. a bit tricky yeah so recording two albums <laughs> with at once with a different band quite, we were uh, recording yeah. another album um, okay how do you guys keep exactly. your, your headspace uh, separate so if you're working on another album at the same time I guess how do you keep it separate that's a good well, question. Different entities, really. Yeah. They're different entities. Um, you know, despite the fact that um, you know working on two albums at the same time can take up a lot of brain power, it was very easy to kind of differentiate between the two because they had different like writing techniques and we had different like rehearsal techniques, things like that. Um, Whether you're drinking of, beer at the time yeah. or whiskey, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah naturally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was it, it's. It was quite a natural thing to go back and forth between the two because it was, um, you know, I, I've always wanted to write both blues rock stuff and also the the heavy rock and metal stuff. So this was very much the heavy rock and metal band and the other bands were uh, like filling in the other gaps, really. So it, yeah, it so, was quite easy yeah. to be like, this is this band, this is the other band, really. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for those who don't know, we play uh, in, a, in a blues rock band called Catfish over mm. in, uh, as well. Um, but they're kind of, they're different things for different, um niches certainly like um it's one of those weird things where like you know you get similar people doing you know in a band together but you can get almost completely different sounds just by kind of aiming for different things like matt long and the revenant ones which 
we just want to rock. We're, we're, we've been cooped up. We just want to make a lot of noise and racket and have a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Catfish <laughs> is a bit more of a, uh, you know, it's it's got its roots in blues a lot more than it does in, like, hard rock and metal. So it's it's, it's different catfish. things. But yeah. yeah. That, that brings exactly. me to, like, a fish fry in the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, to this day, I've never actually tried any catfish. I think I should rectify that at some point. I, I was going to say, do you guys have catfish in the UK? It's not a common not thing. Not in the UK, no. no. You might find it in like, some really niche areas, but it's not a common thing, certainly. Okay. There's got to be an equivalent, some kind of bottom-feeding poor, poor man's fish. It's not a, it's not a pleasant thing, really. But No, we, we have cod. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> well, cod, cod is like the upper echelon of fish here in Canada. That and... Oh, well, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But that's like that's like our main fish. It's like that, that is the fish we okay. have. Okay, beautiful, <laughs> sweet. You can make some sweet or not sweet fish and chips. It wouldn't be sweet, but it'd be good fish and chips with that. Good fish. Uh, so, the revenue ones is that like a beer or a whiskey kind of thing? Well, I'm partial to a whiskey. I like a whiskey. Okay. Yeah. What you guys? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a few whiskeys. I reckon maybe maybe start easy in with a beer or two, and then swap over to whiskey. It's that it's that kind of a mental sort of night. <laughs> you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, like where am I? Well, what's just happened? It's that kind of a band, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't so drink, but I often forget where I am, so I'm all right with that. <laughs> Lovely. That well, sense. you're you're right here, Adam, on the Rock Metal Podcast. I love it. I made it. It's funny we we talk about it like that, but we are just like totally the most non rock and roll like tourists at at all. It's like early nights and waters, and uh, I don't want to drink before I go on the stage. I want to still put on a good show, you know. Have a nice cup of tea. Exactly. Before we go on, come on, get get done so we can go to bed. Come on, we've got to get up early tomorrow. It's a long journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A whole bunch of petrol station sandwiches after the show. Right. (laughs) I think I think people might be surprised. Those who are are avid tours and professional musicians are like, yeah, duh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for those out there who think it really is just getting hammered every night, you you won't make it on a tour. Like you'll you'll get sick. You'll no. do so, like it's just no. you can't. Yeah, I I, I did a tour um, not too long ago where um it, it was like a it was, it was a different thing for different uh, it was like it was like a solo tour thing, and the guys I was working with out there it was out in the Czech Republic. They were, they were like that. They were like drinking and, and having parties. Not every night, so like they they were sporadic with it. But like I was just completely sober for the whole tour, except for the one at the end because I was like, yeah, we did it. Um, it was like a celebratory thing. Yeah. I had a great time. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I couldn't. At the end. Yeah, but I couldn't like I couldn't manage to do that for a whole tour. I could barely <laughs> manage to do it anyway for one night. <laughs> it, it worked when you were when it was like tour bus years when you were like yeah. Led Zeppelin or or whoever and you had tour buses and you had crew and you had you know every, so literally you would just have to have to fall out your tour bus and fall onto the stage and and do what you do um, that that worked but but now when a band has to kind of do everything the driving the the, the you know if we've got roadies it's a, it's really lucky it's you know it's a very rare occasion there to have someone sort of lugging your gear and so to to do the driving and the performing and the merch selling and everything else as well as trying to to party every night yeah you just you just you fall over by Mm -hmm. by the by the time you're a week in you know it's it's no good Mm -hmm. now i'm looking up anchor baby anchor baby studios yeah where the recording was done for so and you guys were testing out the studio 
I'm guessing and you guys liked it and the album was then recorded with Anchor Baby? Yep, absolutely loved it. Uh, Dan Lucas, the guy who runs the place uh, and, and produced the record, is you know he's a really great guy and he worked with us really well. Um, he the first thing he did was he sat us down when we when we entered the studio. He sat us down and was like, "Okay, what do you want? What kind of sound do you want?" Um, like, and, and he basically said, "Like, what are your favorite sounding records?" And we said, "Like, you know, we we said like what our favorite records were at the time. We wanted to go for this kind of sound, like modern but also slightly, you know." Uh, not not vintage, but like a, I don't know, uh, uh, sort of like a airy, bombastic sound as well, um, rather than it being very clinical and modern, but also a bit of the modern taste. So yeah, he very much sat us down and was like, it was a very, like, he, he delved right into it from the very beginning and was like, okay, I know exactly what you guys want. This is the drum sound you want. These are the amps you want to use. And this is the tone. Like, is that all good? And we said, yeah, that's absolutely exactly what we're looking for. It was straight out of the gate. It was great. Okay, and then so set the stage for the record. Then, yeah, like when we did the first recording of so, it was it was a very easy atmosphere to work in uh, with Dan, and yeah, it, it just came together very very like quickly and very nicely, and it came together how we wanted it to be, and uh, yeah, because I I had heard Dan's work on his band uh, with Salvation Jane, and that was when I thought like that's the kind of thing I'm going for. I knew that he would be able to help us find our way of doing it and find our sound and he absolutely did he really did okay very cool stuff and i think the sound on the record i think it's a good sound and i think thank you yeah what you'd mentioned there you know not not clinical cold uh technical progressive death metal right yeah. but yeah. maybe not too dirty swanky led zeppelin -y, but can we go somewhere in between somewhere in between that's exactly where i want to be i think yeah, yeah. exactly beautiful yeah. okay now we got this other track, <clears throat> Have My Say, has a lyric video. So we had the music video for the first track. We got a lyric video for the second track. Um, yeah. I guess if you take us through this record, is there a theme to the record? Well, um, I don't know. I guess there is because all of this stuff was um, – all this material was stuff I'd written over a, a period of time. At least some of it was. Some of it kind of came with the, when the band properly formed. So it was very much like a, this is the other side of how I – right and this is the rock side of me so i guess there is a theme in that way so it's more i guess rebellious than the stuff i'd written previously um and you know i tried to push the boundaries a bit more for myself um on what i write about um so yeah i guess there is a theme in that it's more kind of i don't know uh in depth i guess is the way i would describe it about the rock side of me uh -huh. Beautiful. And also, then, the fact that the other guys bring a lot to it as well, I think, is, is a running theme. It's like, the, I think it was about half the songs I'd written beforehand and half the songs we had written together after all this. We actually were recording and writing at the same time. So, yeah, it, it kind of came, a lot of them kind of came together from our joint forces mm -hmm. as well. Exactly. And that's going to be my next question is, well, what do the Revenant ones bring to the table? Well, Kev oh, can drive, so already Kevin that's does. big game. <laughs> so like, yeah, right there. I drive, I drive the van. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kev's the second wheel. And for yeah. a bass player, Adam makes a fantastic roadie. He carries in drums. I'm there. Straight <laughs> So <in>. good. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. I, I can joke about this because, because we didn't think Kev would say yes. So yeah. <laughs> we're very lucky to have him, honestly. He was... <laughs> 
He likes to say he was his our third choice, but that's because like, oh, Kevin never never agree to this. <laughs> yeah, we never we never asked him because we never thought he would. So. You know, well, my career has been going downhill for a few years, so I, I thought. Ah, yeah. uh, you know, you're only going to get further downhill with us, mate. <laughs> want to latch onto this sinking ship. Here we go. <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah, no, I, it, it's like I said, it's so much fun working with these guys. And with Kev, it was uh, yeah, like Adam was saying, we we're very lucky to have him because I first met him when he was uh, playing with a band that our other band, Catfish, was supporting. Um, and I remember looking at him specifically in that band, just being like, he's a he's a really bloody great drummer, and I would be honoured to work with him even if briefly one day and now i'm in two bands with him <laughs> um, i i'm so very lucky i really dreams, am dreams do come true matt i know mm. <laughs> so well you know it's because you guys are basically a power trio right yeah uh the rhythm section without it i mean think yeah, think, of, think of any power trio without without you know thundering drums and and stunning bass where would any of those bands be well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the earliest influences for power trios for me were um, were, were Hendrix and um, yeah, Cream. Uh, yeah, even, even Rory Gallagher when he went through his his rock trio um, phases. You know, that 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 you know, really really inspiring for me because it gives you there's more space then in the in the music for you to. To, to, and, and then if, if there's like a jam happening or if you're trying to t- introduce a particular idea in the music, you've only then got two people to kind of to work out where you're trying to go with that to come with you. Mm. Um, and there is just more freedom for that. Um, well, I think as you start adding more more things in, it sort of it, it means you have to to, to to hold back a little bit more to, to let the whole you know to and play the song rather than kind of taking taking that existing song to, to a different place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, you could take it to the other side if you have your say. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it. This is this is yeah. Like, I think this is the first time I've actually played in just a three piece like before. Because yeah, and it, yeah. you do notice it. Just like I can, I can, I can do some weird harmonic stuff. I can do some weird, you know, like you, you know, th- th- throw in some stuff that maybe implies different harmony because there's not a keyboard player banging away you know or another two guitars you know taking up that kind of space because before mm. this i played in a lot of metal bands and it's you're very locked in part wise there you know like mm. i still love playing metal but it's very much like this is the part there's not a whole lot of room for for improvising and kind of jamming it out a bit so i'm glad that that there's you know an avenue for that if you know what i mean yeah, yeah, exactly. Sweet. All right, so we chatted about the record. We chatted about the recordings. We chatted about some music videos. There's also a lyric video for Have My Say that'll be posted on today's show notes. Uh, we chatted about uh, basically the plans for this year, which essentially is to <clears throat> release the record, go out on the road, you know, everything permitting. Yeah. And yeah, is there anything else that you guys wanted to chat about? Because that concludes my questions. Well, I... um. I don't know. Like we, we we wanted to like basically say how much we miss being on the road, and one of the, one of the greatest joys we have is going to new places and meeting new people and playing for new people. Um, so the fact that we haven't been able to do that for not not only not be able to do that for a year, but also to not be able to release the album to 
the point where it can get the care and attention that we feel like it deserves um, is really upsetting for us. So we are we are very much ex- we're so excited to actually release this thing. It's it's killing us that we don't know when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've actually it, got a question it, for you, John. After this, sorry, sorry, Matt. Uh, yeah, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, yeah. So, so John, I've actually got a question for you, mate. So, the the all this lockdown, crazy COVID stuff that's been going on. I assume you've been doing, you know, the, these these interviews with a, with lots of other different bands. So, what what um, what have sort of the, the the band's sort of general attitudes throughout this lockdown? You know, what what have been the most interesting, um, you know, viewpoints that you've you've come across when talking to to bands about lockdown in terms of like 2021 what, what their yeah, plans 2021 yeah yeah <clears throat> there's two uh competing ideas <clears throat> number one is the summer festivals have started sending out notices to bands saying we'd like to have you on so for example i just recently chatted with epica and epica has said yes to every single festival that has said you know we want to have you on and I had Mark on from Epica and I said, isn't that kind of premature? And he said, well, if it happens, we're on the list. And if it doesn't happen, then whatever. Uh, and then so there's that there's that idea. And then the other idea is which I thought was a really smart idea. Uh, this year is going to be just like last year and it'll be ceteris paribus for, you know, until until it's not. So how do we navigate this new territory? What do we do as yeah. a band that how do how do you exist as a band without live shows? And uh, they've tried re-engineering their whole uh, model. And that is not an easy thing to do because music is a very live experience, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, uh, particularly with with how terrible, you know, I mean, I'm going to go I want to go on a ramp, but, you know, di- digital streaming, you know, that whole thing it's you know i mean it's great to have be able to get your music out there more but it's not anywhere near as sustainable you know as it was yeah. so yeah not having the live shows is a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it, kind of a lot of people have been made, like you know yeah i think a lot of people have definitely been making the best of a bad situation and as time has gone on i think the quality of these like live streams and things that has gone up because I think people have realized what they need to do. But yeah, you're right. It's definitely not a replacement or anything like that or a sustainable thing, uh, especially um, monetary wise. Like if you're streaming on Facebook every other day, no one's, you know, people are going to think that, oh yeah, that's free. That's, that's free music. Yeah, I'll have that. And then the minute you're like, oh, I've got a, you know, a, a pay ticketed live stream or even a gig like a social distance gig they're like well i can see you online for free like every other week so yeah it, it is difficult because you don't know because then if you don't do that then like you say it's, it's not getting you into the the public eye as much as you know you would be without it yeah so mm. it's, 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 it's a real the bands that suffer as well it's the it's always you know the little guy who who gets the brunt of it you know and like obviously that like there's nothing to be done about it like yeah. it is what it is but you know, um, you know, like we've got a, a bunch of friends. Who, uh, me personally, I've got a bunch of friends who are kind of leaving the industry now. You know, because it's just mm-hmm. what, what what can you do? And it's one of those like, I mean, over here, there's not a whole lot of support from you know uh, for independent music, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah. that's kind of a real for me. That's a real issue because you know. 
if you if there isn't support for you know grassroots stuff and local local music and local bands and local arts then where does it spring from where does it discover who is the next led zeppelin who is the next you know mm-hmm. if if there's if no one's coming up from from you have to you have to start somewhere you know and yeah. you can't you can't just jump into the the top tier stuff can you, you have to you yeah. have to work your way up yeah well, I just try and think of the positives of this of this whole situation. Every time in history there's ever been a recession, there has always been a a boom and an extra interest in music, always. So uh, I'm excited to see when things start to come back, um, what that means for music, what that means for for musicians. Um, you, you know, that, that I do believe that there are going to be opportunities now. They put the that yes, some venues have closed, but I'm pretty certain that new ones will open in the in the new, you know, w- when things start to come back. I, th- I think there are there are going to be new opportunities for 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 us all to take advantage of when this all ends. That's mm-hmm. kind of hoping yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. That's it. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like people stopped wanting music. People still want to go to shows. It's still yeah. the the um you know the the passion's still there. Oh yeah, it's just like, every, every time I'm online, still I, there I, when we can go. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, every time I'm online, I see, you know, hundreds of posts from people going like, "I miss live music, and I mm-hmm. can't wait for it to come back." So, mm-hmm. hopefully, that means when this is all over, that there will be a surge in people actually going to gigs again, which is. Yeah. Oh, how good is that first gig going to be? How good oh, is that gonna first one? So <laughs> it's going to be so oh, good. It's going it's to hurt. Like you know, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've we've been locked inside for almost a whole year now, and it's probably going to be longer than that. I'm it's like, going to hurt. By no drinking while playing rule. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> exactly. That might help. Well, Kev, I hope I answered your question. Yes, uh, thank you, John. The worst, the worst attitude I've seen, and this is even from some big bands too that I've had on the show. Um, you know, who's who's make a, quite a quite a bit of money um, from touring and whatnot, and it's this could be over tomorrow. Well, no, <laughs> you need a plan. No. So I think it's a big thing is just have a plan, figure out what that plan is, and execute it. And I don't know that there really is an answer because yeah. even, even as a podcaster. Um, I made significantly more ground going backstage when bands were coming through and talking to bands in person. Uh, and I didn't think that that would happen. Like what, what would be different about a Skype chat versus sitting down with somebody on their tour bus. And the same thing happens with touring. Um, I was chatting with, a one of my record label friends and we were chatting about just how important touring is for a band to actually make headway in the music industry. And it's, it's crazy to think, well, they're releasing music. What difference does it make if they're on Spotify or if they're playing at one show somewhere? Well, it can make a, can make a big difference. So until that comes back, have a plan. That's kind of my only thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's anything in, in life. Like, yeah, I've, I've, known loads of musicians over the years that that have said oh my my, my plan is to like um so someone i knew you know plan was to, to play wembley stadium by by a certain point but then <laughs> but then there was no there was no bit in the middle that's not a plan <laughs> that's an end goal that's just the question mark right there yeah, exactly yeah so it'll, it'll get to like the day before his his like predicted date and it's like hmm i wonder how this is all gonna just go in the next <laughs> yeah. 24 hours it better hurry up i've only got six hours left to make this happen. <laughs> let's, let's go, go. Get the book on, yeah. get let's the do book it let's go <laughs> you know what you got you got to respect having like you know vision and drive to actually go for that as your goal you know it may not be something that would be achieved in that time frame but it's good to have that kind of drive in order to at least go for it, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I respect that, actually, in a way. But, Beautiful. Yeah. Well, speaking of respect, boys, 
Thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having us, John. I really Absolutely. do appreciate it. You're a legend. That was a lot of fun. It was so much fun.